What up, what up, what up? This is the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast Week 7 Preview. My name is Alex Okay, Bullshit One, joined by my lovely panelists, Holt Smash 1166 and JB, what the fuck, 6969. JB, are you out there? I am out here, Bullshit. What are you up to, bro? <laughs> Not much, man. Um, JB, I heard you've been you've been uh, practicing your singing voice for American Idol, or the voice, I guess, is popular these days with the kids. Is that I have been, yeah, I have because uh, I'm making my first visit to Auburn, Alabama, this weekend to see that my uh, beloved Tennessee Volunteers take on the Auburn Tigers. And a tradition we have in Knoxville is that uh, the Pride of Southland band plays the opposing team's band song before they play Rocky Top. So, in essence, I'm going to return the favor and sing. The uh, official Auburn fight song, War Eagle. Do you need to warm up first, like, so you don't crack a, crack a voice or anything like that? Like, me, 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 anything like that? I mean, I'm prepared for my voice to crack. I'm not a natural singer, but you know I'm going to do my best. All right, let's, let's see it. <clears throat> War Eagle, fly down the field, ever to conquer, never to yield. War Eagle, fearless and true, fight on, you orange and blue, go, 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 on, to victory, strike up the band, give them hell, give them hell, stand up and yell, hey, War Eagle, win for Auburn, power of Dixieland. So can you hear the, can you hear like the band in the background? Yeah, we, we brought them in, we brought them in uh, for the podcast, but you have to go away now, go go back to the halftime show, can't, can't do the pregame and the halftime show here. All right, so we are going to the Tennessee-Auburn game this week. One, one, we actually have a squad of six this time, which is probably more friends than me, Holt, and JB have ever had in our lives put together. But we're, we're doing something, something cra- crazy this weekend going to the game with this many people. And we have two people that represent Tennessee and four people that are unrepresented. Correct, Holt? Yeah, I may just show up in a Mississippi State shirt just to be a troll. I might, I might wear a Memphis shirt because Memphis is playing right after that. Such a Florida big game on ESPN or ESPN2. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. But um, what about your cousins, JB? Uh, or the other people, I should say? Are they actually going to be showing up in Tennessee gear? Uh, my cousin will be showing up in a Tennessee shirt. Uh, his uh, friend is a Virginia Tech grad. Uh, he's kind of be more of a neutral fan. But uh, this is going to be both of their first experiences in an SEC venue and an SEC matchup. So they're both equally as excited as I am. I'm more excited, you know, to see a new venue in the SEC. They're excited to just see their first SEC matchup because these guys are both from a Big Ten country. Both of them uh, live in Minneapolis currently, so this is going to be a new experience for them. Something I still can't comprehend is you said you the game is at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. We're believe from Atlanta, two-hour drive um, from Atlanta to Auburn. Really, hour and 45 minutes at that time because there's going to be no traffic. You said you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. Central slash 7 a.m. Eastern to get the game two or three hours before the game starts. It is 6 a.m. Central on a Saturday, and you're trying to wake up that early just to go see Auburn? I want to get there and, like, enjoy the pregame atmosphere. Like, this is part of college football. Like, I'm not one of those that just wants to get there, you know, just in time, just to barely walk into the gates. Like, you only do that maybe for professional sporting events. For a college football game, especially in a venue you've never been to before, in a, you know, in a town, like you want to be able to expo- explore and 
and see it. Like, my plan is to leave Atlanta at 7 a.m. and get to Auburn around 8, which you would gain an hour because we'd be going from the Eastern time zone to the Central time zone. So it works out. Holt, you've probably been to more SEC games than any of us here. Um, 11 a.m. kickoffs. Do people get there before 9 a.m.? Uh, not really. I mean, they'll, there's always, you know, those really loyal, like super hardcore tailgaters who will show up at like 6am. Um, you know, I'm sure Auburn has a lot of those and uh, I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans are going to be there as well being since it's a team they don't play very often and, a you know, great college town and a great atmosphere. I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans are going to make the trip just for that. So, I mean, there, there may be a, a good crowd out there, but you know, for an SEC game, but you know, those 11 a.m. games don't have quite the uh, the same uh, tailgame presence before the game as maybe some of those night games do. Originally, to start the year, we looked at this game. We, we knew we were – I think we bought tickets before the season even started, and we were looking at the schedule for this week, and we were thinking that this wouldn't be the 2.30 game. It could have been the 2.30 CBS game. I had it projected well, as on, a game. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, JB. Hold your horses. Hi, um, Dale. <laughs> We thought this would possibly be the ESPN night game, but it turns out that Tennessee lost every game we thought they were going to lose, but Auburn is worse than we thought, um, partially because they can't develop their offense with a non-dual-threat quarterback and don't have a running game, but now it's the 11 a.m. game. So I'm disappointed, but we originally thought this was going to be the night game. Right, JB? That is correct. Maybe you were going to say something else. Come on, go ahead and get it out. Well, I was saying that, uh, you know, looking at the preseason, we both, we all thought that this would be an ESPN night game just because we I expected Auburn to only have one loss going into this one. And I think we projected Tennessee to be, you know, two or three or three and two. But we thought maybe this would be a night game like this. You know, two marquee programs. You don't expect this to be an 11 a.m. game. But, you know, that's just how it works. I haven't – I saved this for the podcast, but we will be taking two separate cars because – um, we have six people and uh, no 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 soccer mom bands for us, so we have two two cars and we're gonna have to um, somebody some people are gonna leave the, leave and get there really early, aka JB and his uh, faithful following, and then me and Holt will probably be leaving an hour or maybe even two hours later after them. Um, but what I'm excited about with riding with Holt is that there's probably a 95% chance we will stop at Bojangles on the way, which I think JB will probably do regardless also. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't really know if I want to stop at Bojangles or Miss Winters because Miss Winters is on the comeback and that's kind of like a similar place to Bojangles. And I haven't had Miss Winters in probably over a decade. So it's going to be kind of a tough call. I've already had Bojangles back on Sunday, so I've had my Bojangles fix. So I might, I might, Flip it around a bit and do Miss Winters, but yes, Bojangles is definitely in the running. Does Miss Winters do breakfast? Yeah, they do breakfast. Yeah, wow. they have uh, they do chicken biscuits all day too, just like Bojangles. And of course, they have that cinnamon wow. swirl. So I'd probably do a chicken biscuit and a cinnamon swirl. It'd be the ultimate awesome Southern breakfast. Yeah, and not to give people too much of a breakdown of our hometown, but there used to be a Miss Winters there until about what well, I mean, maybe like two thousand two, two thousand three. Somewhere around there, it, uh, probably. I feel like it was more like no. I think it was like later than that. I think because I actually remember being able to drive and going to this winter. So I think it was oh, probably what? when I was still in high school. I think it probably was Man. like maybe '08 when it went out of business. I thought it, it closed down way before that. Didn't open and close twice. 
That may be what I'm thinking of. Or that was Captain D's. I know Captain D's did that, but I think Miss Winters did that too. Captain D's was there at one point. Actually, I can give you a little quick history before Miss Winters <laughs> opened in Collierville. Cool. That used to be a Hardee's. When? When? Like in the late 90s, it was a Hardee's until the, yeah. until the late 90s, and then it turned into a Miss Winters. And the cows were still roaming. And the cows were still roaming. But yeah, like that's just a little quick tidbit about our town that has blossomed in the last 20 years. Quick tit? Is that what you said? Tidbit. No. Tidbit. <laughs> Not tidbit. Okay. Well, um, there are other games on uh, besides the Auburn-Tennessee game and the SEC. So we're trying – the good thing about this 11 a.m. kickoff is that we will get to see all the other games besides the two hours of driving we'll have to do after the Auburn game. But we're planning on watching the Georgia-LSU slash Memphis-Central Florida game um, at 2.30 right after Auburn beats Tennessee and then drive back in for that to watch the – so, um, JB, here's a little little quick, um, fun bet we were talking about on the uh, for the Tennessee Auburn game. JB is very confident in his home team, Tennessee. I'm not so confident in Tennessee. I think Auburn will beat Tennessee pretty easily. T- JB thinks it's going to be close. So the line is Auburn 15 and a half. So we've agreed upon virtual handshake. That if Auburn covers, JB will buy me a beer. And if Tennessee covers, I'll buy JB some sweet tea. Oh, yeah. So that basically means you're going to come out about 53 cents ahead, right? No, I think, I think it's a little bit better than that. But you, you would definitely. No, because beer costs more than sweet tea. So, yeah, you're definitely thinking you're going to come out 53 cents ahead. It would be more than 53 cents is what I'm saying. But you like sweet tea better than beer. So don't, don't get this twisted. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have a beer, you know, at, after a game. I don't want sweet tea at like you know nine o'clock at night. Yeah, true, true, true. I want sweet. I want sweet tea at lunch. I don't want sweet tea at you know after you know dinner and stuff. There are some bye weeks this week for some teams. Looks like old Mississippi State's going to celebrate the Auburn win for two weeks. Whole. What do you think they're going to do in the bye week? Do you think they're going to? celebrate more Nick Fitzgerald's gonna go on the town or do you think they'll actually have practice on Saturday what do you think they're gonna do well I think uh Mississippi State's gonna be on fall break so I think they're gonna get a chance to go home you know if they want to or maybe go on vacation of some sort so that'll be good they'll get a couple days away from football and recharge the batteries a little bit at the halfway point you know hopefully not get too big-headed after beating Auburn and uh be ready to go down and face the LSU fighting Tigers next Saturday did you know that there is a Fire Joe Mo website? Yes, I did know that. Are you the creator? I'm not the creator. Um, I do not support it. <laughs> However, uh, you didn't know pretty quick about that. <laughs> I, I would have to say that uh, this season has been a little uh, underwhelming so far and maybe not as good as a lot of Mystery fans had hoped it would be. And uh, Mississippi State fans are tired of rebuilding. Like, this was supposed to be the year that we were supposed to be good to go and, like, finally do something. And then now they're acting like we got to wait, like, two or three more years to have a good team. So, I'm not I'm not really cool with that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see about Hale. Dear old state, um, as I've seen a girl write on Facebook before, dear, dear Hale, dear old state is what she said. Yeah. That's um, a thing. That's, that's, a, that's, the, that's the fight. That's, like, the end of the fight song. Uh, do you want to sing the Mississippi State song right now? 
Hell. Dear old state. God dang, Jamie. Fight for the victory today. Yeah, right, go hold. Cut you off. Hit the ball and tote the line. Cross the goal before you fall, and then we'll yell. Yeah. Yell, 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 yell. For dear old state. state. We'll yell, we'll like, yell like H-E-L-L. H-E-L-L. Right. Okay, go ahead, Jamie. You know it. I only know some of it. Hey, quick question. Does every single SEC team at the end of their fight song or the national anthem say, go to hell, LSU? That seems like it's a very popular thing for Ole Miss fans to do. Mississippi State does it too, right? Uh, I think it just depends on who they're playing. A lot of people just say Ole Miss. Okay. Hey, well, it makes you feel better. We got something in common because Memphis says to go to hell, Ole Miss. Oh, nice. I know. I guess we're trying to be in the SEC somehow. (laughs) They'll like Memphis. You know, a lot of Tennessee fans, like we grew up in Memphis, a lot of Tennessee fans give Memphis a hard time. And it just, I don't know, it just bothers me because it's like y'all haven't been relevant in like 20 years. No offense, JB. And y'all want to sit here and like rain on Memphis' parade because they're like a halfway decent team and like have something to be excited about. Like, I saw saw a mutual friend of ours on Facebook post about um, after Memphis losing to Tulane. And was saying, yeah, this is why this is why Memphis will never be in the SEC. <laughs> That's the exact same post I was thinking of. What I, saw, I, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that post. Too. I was, we're not gonna we're not gonna name the person, but yeah, we saw that post. I saw it too. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's pretty bad. And that's all I was saying. I was like, who the hell do you think you are? Like Memphis is never designed to be on Tennessee's level. It's like it's a joke that they're even having this conversation to begin with. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, now, Tennessee's, let me just say, uh, Tennessee's let me just having a pretty hard time with that uh, tough SEC schedule themselves. So Yeah. Well let me just go ahead and say this. Uh, granted last year Memphis was better. This year Memphis probably is better. Twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, even though Tennessee disappointed at times those years, they still would have beaten those Memphis teams. We'll 2015, t- 2015, Memphis and Tennessee both finished with the same records. Tennessee had a tougher schedule, so by virtue, they're better. 2016, finished with the same records. Uh, Tennessee had a tougher schedule by virtue, they're better, just by uh-huh. SEC logic, right? The uh, the same, they Tennessee beat the same Memphis team that beat the Ole Miss team that beat the Alabama team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got we always like using the transitive property, you know, like <laughs> in Memphis and in Knoxville. Jamie, that's like that's like you ever paid attention in math class when they talk about transit property. Good lord, we know we know you don't know what that is. Ever it has a football connotation or context here, so you're like, oh shit, it's a transit. I just uh, I just I just want to apologize to our listeners for getting uh, Alex and JB started on this so. <laughs> in the middle of, of our SEC podcast. Hey JB, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, so we should talk about – we're talking about Auburn. Yeah, no, well, let's – before we even get to Auburn, because we, we know Auburn's going to win, let's talk about the big game, Georgia-LSU. So that's a big game. It's close. Um, LSU's coming off the loss against Florida. Georgia just never loses um, ever anymore. They're trying to be the new Alabama. Uh, but more importantly, before we even talk about the game, where are we going to go eat or where are we going to watch this game in Auburn? That's the question I have for the viewers. If you can tweet at us, slide in our Twitter DMs and let us know where we're going to go to watch this game. Because we're not sure. JB has like seven options because JB is our Wikipedia and tour guide for wherever we go. But I'm not sure about his options because he's not the local. So we're not sure. JB, what are the, what are the places we're thinking about? Okay, well, I've got a list here of places we can go to. Uh, I've got the Hound. I've got Halftime Sports Bar. I've got the Sky Bar. I've got Tumor's Drugs, and that's where we go to get our uh, ice cream, you know, milkshake. We've got uh, Auburn's Draft House. We've got Moe's Barbecue, and we got Mike and Ed's Barbecue. Now, those two barbecue places I pretty much would cross off. 
if we can't get into one of those bars for lunch, we can always just grab a Quake Burger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I was told by many uh, Auburn alums to avoid the Sky Bar because that place you're like packed in like sardines and aren't able to move. And I'm and one of those people that does like to be able to move around at a bar. I don't like being squeezed in between, you know, two frat boys. You know, that's just not comfortable for me. You don't like those orange blazers, Chibi? I like the orange blazers, but I just don't want to be squeezed in between, you know, two other dudes. Like, it's just not very comfortable for me. You know what I'm saying? Well, speak for yourself. Okay. And also, here's another thing about this game. Auburn is striping the stadium. So they're pulling out all the stops and the gimmicks to try to get this program fired up this Saturday. And well, I'm sure I'm sure it was scheduled before the season started, JB. I don't know, uh, they, but they are pulling out all the stops for this one. And uh, for the tennis, for our section that we're sitting in, it's orange, so I get to blend right in. Well, hell yeah, JB, that's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see a little we're gonna see a little candy cane, uh, orange and white stripes. It's gonna some be great, glorious. Some some great stuff back there from JB. Um, Georgia LSU, JB. This game is. It's at LSU, so it's always tough to play there. But Georgia's favored by seven and a half. Um, do you think which which Joe Burrow do you think you're going to see the good one or the bad one against a good Georgia defense? Although hold this is, doesn't like to give him credit. I think we're going to see bad uh, bad Joe Burrow this Saturday. <laughs> can we say we can say we will say this bad Burrow. I like bad Burrow. Like, like bad I remember Burrow. we used to have the good old days of good Bo bad Bo when uh, Bo Wallace played for Ole Miss. But yeah, I think we're going to see more bad Burrow because Georgia's just really good at uh, forcing turnovers and. I just, I just like uh, Kirby Smart to be able to scheme around this LSU offense. I don't think this LSU offense is that complicated to stop. They really just enforce their will, you know. And I, I just think that this Georgia team is going to be up to the challenge, even in Baton Rouge. And I think this is going to be a uh, really hard-fought, low-scoring game. But I, I think it's going to be tough sledding for LSU to get some points in this one. Hold, I know you are high on the um, the teats of Drew Locke, but. Does Jake Fromm wet your whistle at all? Because statistically, he's the second best quarterback in the SEC. So I don't know if you have completed the transition off of Drew Locke's dick, but you could hop right on Jake Fromm's teat or wiener, whichever you prefer. I, I feel like you're more of a, a teat man yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, I, before I talk about Jake Fromm, I do want to say one thing real quick about the uh, about um. LSU, uh, yeah, uh, you know, LSU uh, quarterback. Mike Leach, we've got Mike Leach here. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. My name's Holden, I'm fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, just uh, keep cracking yourself up over there, Alex. Um, <laughs> Dave, you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right, Dave, yeah, JB bad, just, you see, you, know, you broke JB, Alex. You broke JB. <laughs> here you go, Holden, ready? Done. <laughs> Yeah. So Joe Burrow, LSU's quarterback. Um, you said it reminded you, JB, of uh, like the good bow, bad bow, and much like that situation, I think that good bow is and good Joe Burrow is just kind of a myth. I don't think it's actually like a real thing. I think he's just not that great of a quarterback. Well, what about against Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Man, I would look like a great quarterback against Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> Ole Miss's defense. Ole Miss's defense is so bad you can't even like. Put it into context. Like, however bad you think they are, they're actually worse. I promise. Yeah, like, and, I can't – like, I don't think any of us can throw the ball down the field against Ole Miss because, I mean, we just don't have the arm strength. 
But we can nickel and dime all over this whole yeah. secondary. It was, it was just an expression, but yeah. thanks for but breaking we, it down. But hypothetically, we can nickel and dime against this Ole Miss secondary, and I think that's fair, right? But, yeah, so well, I just – I, I can throw a Nerf ball 100, miles, 100, 100 feet. Oh, my God. This podcast is just so far off the rails, I can't even – I hope. Much, okay. much like the Drew Lock train, it's just like it's just totally off the off the rails now. But uh, going back to your original question, Alex, um, Jake Fromm, I, like going into the season, I had some questions, but I mean, honestly, he's played so well this season, and they haven't, you know, faced like a great defense. I mean, South Carolina is, is pretty good defensively, but they haven't really faced like a great defense. So that's the one thing I'm kind of worried about. And uh, the other thing I'm worried about too is uh, some third and longs this year. Uh, they've had, you know, some trouble protecting them a little bit. And uh, LSU hasn't necessarily been the best team about sacking the quarterback this year. But, you know, Death Valley on a Saturday night, like I just – I feel like the defense is going to be ready to play. And if they can force some third and longs, then I think uh, Jake Fromm might be in trouble. Have you come around on Georgia's defense yet? Or do you think, still think they suck dick? Uh, I never said they suck dick. I said they weren't as good as they were last year. Um, That's the same thing. Not exactly. Uh but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with Georgia's defense. I think their defense is fine, Alex. I just think, you know, maybe they haven't, you know, they faced Drew Locke and he had a pretty big game against them and Missouri was able to run the ball pretty easily on Georgia. So, yeah, that concerns me a little bit. Is LSU the team that can take advantage of that? No, I don't think so. I think that Curry Smart's going to have a good game plan. I think that Jake Fromm is going to, have a, I think Georgia's going to be able to get the run game going and they're going to be able to stay out at third and longs. I think Jake Fromm's going to be able to have a big game because he's avoiding those third and long situations. And I think Georgia's going to have a big day. JB, will the uh, LSU home crowd, I mean, you don't have to predict this, but can they and will, well, I guess you don't have to say will, but can they, um, Will will this LSU team to beat a Georgia team that should beat them, even though it's at home? Yeah, absolutely. For LSU. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that this LSU home crowd is always going to be a factor. And uh, yeah, I, I like this. I like this game to be close. I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive kind of game. But I think Georgia offense, even even with playing on the road, because you know their Jake Fromm has always been really poised. I think they're going to be able to get this running game going eventually, and if they can, that means they're, I think that's going to really open up the passing game for them, which, you know, I'm just being stating the obvious here, but I, I like the balance that this Georgia offense has more than the LSU offense. I mean, I think everyone else would say the same thing, too. At least you two would say it. Jamie, what would Coach O say at halftime whenever uh, whoever her name is? What's her name that interviews coaches at halftime on CBS? Not Rutledge. What's her name? Debbie, you know. Uh, shoot, I can't even remember who the CBS reporter is now. It's a, it's a pretty one. I know that. We'll, we'll just we'll pretend her name's Sarah. <laughs> what we do? What will what will Coach O say at halftime when it's like a ten to seven Georgia lead at halftime to Sarah, the CBS hot reporter? Well, we got to be able to uh, stop the ball, and we got to be able to run the ball too. <laughs> got to be able to defend the pass. That sounds nothing like him. I think it's. I think well, uh, Allie LaForce is the person you're thinking of, Alex. That's what I, mean. I don't know if, Allie, Allie, I don't know if Allie LaForce is still there, though, is she? Uh, well, I googled CBS sideline reporter college, and her name was the first one that popped up. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, actually, you know what? It's actually an article that says she's leaving CBS. So never mind. 
Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. So what? it's someone else now. Dang. We need to have like a farewell party for Allie. She's married to a major league baseball player. Did you all know that? The pitcher? I think his name's like Joe Smith or something like really like stupid. Basic, man. That means we could have we had our chances. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think it's a stupid name. You're, you're, I mean, you're saving yourself for Kate Upton, though, right? Even though, isn't she married? No. Uh, Lindsay Palos is single. That's what I'm saving myself for. Oh. And she's from Louisiana, so yeah. this ties in perfectly. She's probably she, is, she went to LSU. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, go I Tigers. know. So, you know, me and her, one day, I'm sure it's going to happen. Lindsay, if you're listening out there, Holt loves you. <laughs> but, no, but for real, for real, hit me up. <laughs> Slide in the DMs. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I hope LSU wins because I'm tired. You know what I'm tired of, JB? I'm tired of stupid SEC East fans thinking the SEC East is better than the West. It's not, JB. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, did you Have but, you seen me touting that horn? No, but you, you represent – you're the face of the SEC East with Tennessee. True, true. But uh... – let me say this. I think the uh, besides uh, Alabama and Georgia, let's just take away Alabama and Georgia. I think the second and third best teams from the East are better right now than the second and third best teams from the West. Who who is Florida, those Florida and Kentucky, Kentucky, and then Texas A and M, and who? Because Texas A and M just beat Kentucky. Probably Texas A and M and LSU. <clears throat> if you want, to, I mean, I would say probably Texas A&M and LSU be second and third. So you think LSU? You think Kentucky is better than Texas A&M and LSU? I think Kentucky is better than LSU. I think it's. I think it's. I think I, Kentucky can beat LSU. Do you think I, Texas I, A&M is better than Florida? Yes. So really, it's kind of like a one-one split, and then Georgia and Alabama. But I mean, that's a one-one split. But, I mean, you're also assuming that Georgia and Alabama are equal, and Alabama is not way better than Georgia. Alabama is definitely better than – I was saying I was saying besides Alabama and Georgia, the second and third best teams okay. in the East are probably okay. on par or better than the second and third best teams from the West. If you combined Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina into one all-star team, would they beat Alabama? No, no chance. You can combine the second and third best teams in the SEC All-Star team, and I don't think they could still beat Alabama. Nah, I, I, that's why I would I would draw it because I think Georgia. You combine Georgia and Florida, or Georgia and A and M, or whoever you want to say your second best team is, or LSU really, and have a good coach. Like if you put Georgia and LSU together with Kirby Smart coaching, I think you're good. I don't know, but I don't know. I feel like you. I feel like you need a. Good. I feel like you need like a really good running back. Or like some like LSU's offensive line really hasn't been playing that well. I mean, I guess Georgia would have most of the offensive linemen, but I think hmm. uh, interesting. So yeah, I don't know. I would like to see Georgia maybe have like a little bit more experience on defense, which they would get Devin White. Obviously, would be the middle linebacker. That'd be huge. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting uh, little question there. I like that, Alex. Let's go to the other games. Florida Vanderbilt, seven point line for Florida seems kind of sneaky low, but Vanderbilt does like to give teams hard times but lose games. So, what the hell are we supposed to think about this game? Hold. Well, it's kind of a, you know, like I don't want to say sandwich game because I've been eating dinner yet and I'm pretty hungry. But uh, what kind of sandwich? What kind of sandwich? Uh, like, yeah, that actually sounds Cock- really good right now. No, JB. I was thinking. 
Uh, <laughs> God, thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of like my what's my favorite kind of sandwich. This is a really tough question. Hot you know, I'm I'm a big fan of like like Cajun turkey. Like if I get like some Cajun turkey and then like maybe a Swiss cheese slice, maybe like some mustard and mayo on there, that I'd, I'd be fine with that. So Florida Vanderbilt is a Cajun turkey sandwich game. That's right. All right. So Vanderbilt's not going to win this game, but they're going to give Florida a tough time. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, you know, I, I just worry about Vanderbilt coming off that, you know, really tough loss to Georgia last week. Like, are they going to be, you know, they were really blown out in that game. Is Are they going to be, like, on their A game ready to play this week? You know, I, I hope that they are. But uh, if they if they are, then I definitely think that they could get Florida a tough time because just like I'm saying, like I've been saying this like for a while, but Florida's offense is very unimpressive. Like I mean, they 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 it's like they move the ball like just enough, and then they run like just enough clock, and then their defense has been kind of what's been leading them the last few weeks. So uh, you know, if they had been if they had played against an offense that you know was competent <laughs> the last two weeks, I think they probably would have lost both games, and um. You know, maybe maybe Vanderbilt could come out and play. Maybe Kyle Schirmer can have like a good game. But you know, I just I'm just worried that maybe Georgia broke him, kind of like Alabama did last year. Jebby, can Kyle Schirmer throw three touchdowns against Florida's defense? I think it's possible, but I just don't see it happening. Like, I think this is going to be one of those just like it's going to be last few times that Florida and Vanderbilt have played. It's been like really ugly games. And not exciting whatsoever. And I think this one's probably going to be more of the same. Uh, That's the entire East. <clears throat> well, Florida and Vanderbilt has been <clears throat> some really sloppy games the last few years, and I think it's probably going to probably be more of the same this year. So uh, it's going to be boring, in my opinion. And like Holt was mentioning earlier, Florida's off that impressive. It's just good enough. And we know that Florida's defense, you know, they're going to put a lot of pressure on Shermer because Grantham just loves to send the house. That's his bread and butter. And he's going to do that to Shermer. We'll just see how Shermer is able to handle it. And it's, it's I think Florida's going to be able to force a lot of turnovers on this Vanderbilt defense and get a lot of short field situations about that Florida offense. So what both of you are saying is that this game is at 11 a.m. Central, the same time as Tennessee-Auburn. We will not be missing too much by being a Tennessee Auburn game because of this Florida Vanderbilt game. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be close enough to like make you want to watch it and to flip back and forth, but um, I don't think Vanderbilt is going to win. I think they may hang around and keep it close and even have like the lead in the second half, but I think Florida's going to find a way to, to sneak out a win. Not talked about. We were talking about this Georgia LSU game, and I'm talking about this Memphis Florida game at 2 Central. But there's also this uh, Texas A&M South Carolina game at 2.30 Central as well on SEC Network. Um, and it's not really being talked about about us, but it probably will be the closest game, or at least the line is the closest for all the SEC games. The line is Texas A&M by two. You know, before the season started, we everybody liked South Carolina. South Carolina is a Not everybody. Big, not everybody. Not hold, I guess. But I did. Um, JB did, Laura Rutledge did, Ali LaForce did, Kate Upson did, Lindsay, Lindsay Payless did. So what about Chris Tucker? I think Chris Tucker, no, he, he, he's still trying to film Rush Hour 6. <laughs> yeah, he was too busy. He was too busy. But the Pope did. Really? Wow. Donald Trump liked him. But 
Donald Trump. Yeah, we can't say Trump. No, no politics. <laughs> no, this is apolitical. But this is a new South Carolina team we're we're seeing here. This team that didn't look good against Georgia, but squeaked out a win against Missouri. Now A and M. Only two losses are to Alabama, Clemson, maybe the two best teams in the country, and beat a pretty good Kentucky team in kind of an ugly game, but not too ugly. Um, what do we think about this game, JB? Defense versus offense, right? I mean, if yeah, if you want to look at it that way, it probably is. Uh, you know, I just hate how this game is put in the two thirty SEC Network time slot because this is usually the time slot that goes to the worst game of the week. Do any of you think this is the worst game of this six-game lineup this week? I sure as hell do not. Like, you're putting this against the Georgia-LSU game. If anything, Amen. If anything, they should have put the Ole Miss-Arkansas game in this time slot and moved Texas A&M and South Carolina to the 630 slot. This just does not make any sense at all. So, the people that are in Bristol, Connecticut, making these calls, like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, people want to watch Texas A&M, South Carolina. Nobody really wants to watch Ole Miss-Arkansas. Dude, speak for yourself. Yes, Speaking for yourself, JB, the Ole Miss-Arkansas game has been quality television for the past, like, five years. It has been, but I'm not expecting this to be as quality television this year. I'm just looking about what I've seen so far from Texas A&M and South Carolina. Granted, these two teams are not rivals, but with the game in Columbia, like, South Carolina will be ready to play. But I, I like A&M's offense, and, of course, A&M's defense is, is much improved from last year. I have to give a lot of credit to Chief John Chavis to um, – remarkably improving this defense. Oh, wait, no. Dang it, you know, John Chavis is at Arkansas. I'm thinking of Mike Elko. So, look at me. I'm all over the place. Mike Elko has done a lot lot to this A&M defense. And it's impressive, especially with the uh, defensive line, like being able to stop the run. Like, they haven't been able to stop the run in previous years. Now they're able to do that, and that's given them an extra dynamic and being able to bring – you know, guys to rush, you know, pass rush, and it's made a difference for this team. But, you know, South Carolina, they're really a disappointment. But I think this is going to be one of those games, like, their backs are against the wall. So I'm anxious to see how they perform. Well, they didn't just win. So, like, no one said their backs are against the wall. Just it is. Their backs are still against the wall. Yeah, they're, they were 2-2 two and two last week. They barely won. They got to they gotta find a way to win this week, too. Is Jake Bentley back, or is he still hurt? He's back. He's starting. Okay. Yeah, luckily for South Carolina, they're off next week, so they just need to find a way to get a win before they go into their bye week. So at least, you know, give them a chance to rest up. Oh, are you most excited about Trayvon Williams like I am, or are you more excited to see Kellen Mond? Um, Man, I mean, I'm really excited to see both of them. I mean, Trayvon Williams continues to be probably the most underrated running back in the SEC. Yeah, he doesn't. Is he the best running back in the SEC now? Um, Statistically, he is. Am I forget like am I forgetting somebody? Like I feel like he is. Benny but, Snell. Benny well, Snow, Damian. Yeah, I mean, I probably still have to say Benny Snell, just because he's, you know, I mean, he's Benny Snell. Like, I mean, give me a break. He had one bad game, and it wasn't it wasn't really his fault either. But they the difference between him and Trayvon Williams is they hand the ball off to Benny Snell like thirty times a game, versus Trayvon Williams doesn't get that many carries. Yeah. He he does get his fair share, but not as many as Benny I Snell. think uh Trayvon Williams is a little bit more breakaway speed as well. I feel like when he gets an open yeah. field you're not catching him. I feel like Snell is more of a you know, ten to fifteen yard back. He's not like he's not gonna have like those huge, like long touchdown runs. By the way, Benny Snell does like us talking bad about him because that's what he saw, he said on ESPN before the Texas A&M game is like, I, I heard all you doubters, especially you 
people on SEC Slow Smoke. You keep down with me, and I'll keep running. All right. Well, then what do you do? No, he didn't. He didn't. You don't. You don't. You don't go against the SEC Slow Smoke. Like it's just gonna end bad for you. So, sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny. Yeah. JB, South Carolina. It's at South Carolina. It's at this game's at South Carolina. We talk about Carolina barbecue. Does that include South Carolina? And if so, what do you think the tailgate is going to look like at South Carolina? Yeah, I think a lot of Gamecock fans and uh, people in South Carolina will claim North Carolina barbecue is their own too. I'm just not a fan of Carolina style barbecue. It's, I mean, I'll eat. They do, they do claim, they do claim that they put slaw on their barbecue before us. No, that is definitely not true. <laughs> that is a Memphis thing. Get the fuck out of my house. This is a Memphis thing, y'all. No, like I, I just can't do that Carolina style because their their barbecue like it doesn't have as much of a smoke flavor to it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that uh, most Carolina barbecue like they like to use like pecan smoke, and it doesn't really just give it that smoky flavor that I come to expect from good barbecue. Like in Memphis, most barbecue places in Memphis will use a hickory or oak or even applewood base, and that's what's going to really penetrate the meat and give more of its smoky flavor, and that's penetrate. what I prefer. They got that vinegary uh, sauce. Yeah, too. Um, I do not. Yeah, like I'm not a fan of vinegar sauce either. Yeah, but if but I hey, we got we got we got, like a, uh, we got a Carolina style barbecue place in Memphis that you can try. I won't name it, but uh, it, there is a Carolina style barbecue place nestled in Memphis that claims to have the best barbecue in Memphis. In the Ville. Yeah, I guess you can say in the Ville. All right, I got you. I got you. So it's it's Texas A&M's offense versus South Carolina defense. It's um, Trayvon Williams and Kellen Mond versus Will Muschamp. It's uh, Texas Brisket versus Carolina Barbecue. What a matchup. What a matchup. You know, that matchup is going to be good. But you know what's not going to be a good matchup, Holt and JB? Is this Missouri-Alabama game. Not looking forward to seeing Alabama up 35 to nothing with 12 minutes to go in the first half. But it is very likely that that could happen. And you know what's going to happen, Holt? Is that Nick Saban is going to look up at the Student section to see everybody go on, and he's gonna be so pissed at everybody. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the LSU next time they offer. That's what he's gonna say. Nah, I think the, I think the fans are gonna stay this time. They got called out. They're uh, they're about to, you know, they're about to do whatever Coach Saban says to do. Yeah, and there's also get and down. Also, here's another thing, and Alex. Worship me. Here's another here's another that's promotion that's happening, Alex. And this is why the student section will be staying until the fourth quarter. You want to know why? Because yeah. I posted on our. Uh, uh, SEC Slow Spoke Twitter. Alabama's athletic director, Greg Byrne, released a statement today saying they are bringing back Dixieland Delight to Bryant-Denny Stadium. And they usually play that during the beginning of the fourth quarter. So I guarantee you all the students will be there at the beginning of the fourth quarter, no matter the score, to and, – And do you guys know why they banned Dixieland Delight four years because ago? Because it's, it's really it a Tennessee is. song. Uh, no, like, it- you know, we've heard we've heard in the Buckhead bars, you know, in different bars, like when Bama alums sing it, they say some words that are not really family friendly. You want me to repeat them for you? Is it racist? No, it's not racist. But, you know, during the Dixieland Delight chorus, they, you know, they say like uh, these phrases in between lines in the chorus, they say, fuck Auburn and LSU and Tennessee, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now they're supposed to say beat Auburn and LSU and Tennessee too. That's what the fans have been told to say when the song comes back and makes its revival this Saturday night. Holt, since you're off your locks, 
penis you can probably see and think more clearly now. Do you think it's more likely that Drew Locke has three touchdown passes or three interceptions? Um, I'd have to say three interceptions, especially since he had two interceptions and no touchdowns against South Carolina last week. So, as much as I I hate to say it, um, I think Drew Locke is going to struggle a little bit in this game. Um, One thing that uh, I will say about this game is Arkansas was able to run the ball a little bit on Alabama last week. It didn't really turn into a lot of points early in the game. But late in the game when Alabama's backups were in, they did get a few touchdowns on the board. But uh, Missouri, you know, just like we talked about earlier, they were able to run the ball pretty successfully on Georgia, and they ran the ball very well on South Carolina. They had one running back at 90 yards, another one at 115, I believe. Uh, Roundtree, I think is his name. So it'll be interesting to see if Alabama completely is able to shut down Missouri's running game or or what. Um, and then, obviously, if you didn't hear, Tua has a little mild knee injury, so maybe he'll be a little bit slowed up this week. But uh, I still think Alabama's going to win, and I'll take Alabama against whatever spread you put out there. 743, you're going to take Alabama? Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take Alabama. I'm not going to challenge Nick Saban. Because, I don't know, I feel like if you really made the spread that big, then he'd feel like he'd have to live up to it, and it'd be like 200 to nothing at halftime. JB, since you hate Ole Miss-Arkansas so much, I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk about this game. This would be good offense, right? But no defense whatsoever. And this game has been close over the last few years, as Holt pointed out earlier. No, it hasn't been close. Um, it's been just crazy, like just crazy games. There's always something crazy that happens in this game, yes. Remember last year that was like the last second field goal where they called yeah. all three timeouts and the kicker drilled all three field goals after he called the timeout and then he hit the game winner like after that. So he basically made four field goals in a row. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and also last, and last year uh, Arkansas made that comeback too, you know, down yeah. by, you know, three scores. So that was impressive. Yeah, this is a, always going to be a fun game. Arkansas looked like they figured some things out on offense uh, these last couple weeks. So maybe they can just explode against uh, Ole Miss and, <laughs> and keep up with uh, Jordan Te'amu and uh, that awesome group of receivers. Yeah, like I think the I think Arkansas is going to win this game. I, that's what I think hmm. because oh, I, I think they're. I like, I like that. I like that. What's the What's the line? Well, isn't it like it's not too big. Seven. seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I like Arkansas's defense. I think you know it's been horrible the last few years. Their defense is is much improved from last year, and I, I, their defense I would say is better than Ole Miss's defense. Of course, I mean that's not saying much, but it's it's better than Ole Miss's defense. But Ole Miss's offense is still light years ahead of Arkansas's, even though Arkansas has shown drastic improvement as the season progressed. The only way to me for Arkansas to stay in this game, I think, is is to really just control the uh, time of possession and just keeping the ball away from the Ole Miss offense. They're going to be have to be able to establish a run and. And just sustain long drives, keep it away from Ole Miss's offense. Yeah, and yeah, our, they definitely have a shot. Our boy Raheem Boyd from Last Chance U has been tearing it up these last few weeks. So maybe uh, I know yeah, Ole Miss has a lot absolutely. of trouble stopping the run. So maybe if they can get him going and control the time possession a little bit, then uh, they could do something. And this game it's at Little Rock too, so that'll be that's always kind of an interesting uh, environment. Yeah, and it's all metal, too, so it's like it's a very uh, 
different environment too. Like I bet, you know, I bet the, the the electric cowboy is going to be popping on Saturday night. I can tell you that right now. Oh. But if we're if we're being honest, when is it never not popping? Yeah, that's also true. true. But it's going to be even more popping than usual with the uh, with the hogs playing that day. Hey, maybe we should go to that game. Maybe we should go to that game. Get a little you know, in afterwards. That actually would actually be a lot of fun. I didn't even think about that. I think I feel like you like Electric Cowboy more than the Buckhead Bars. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a big fan of like the like the country music with the dance floor. Usually, like if they're playing country music, it's more just everybody's kind of like standing around. I'm a big fan of like the big open dance floor with you know everybody got their cowboy hats and the boots and stomping around and two stepping and all that. Then uh, then yeah. then the you know the the club so to say where you know they're blasting a bunch of rap. I mean, not that I don't like rap. I like rap music, but maybe not like a lot of the mainstream stuff. And then, you know, there's always like some dude smoking a blunt right next to you. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of a weird environment and maybe you don't feel like it's safe, but. The good thing about the, the Cowboys, it is probably the coolest, like literally as in temperature wise, coolest bar slash club that I've ever been to. I never feel hot in there, which is great. You just, I mean, you have smoke around you, but other than that, it is very nice, nice and cool, and, and that's why they're I'm all very open. And they have like, yeah, uh, like eight different bars you can go up to, so you're never like waiting in line and like having to, yeah, like flag down the bartender for like ten minutes before they finally come over to you. Like, just a, it's just a cool environment, you know what I mean? The the electric cowboy is a cool place, you know. Not maybe they, not um, the classiest, uh, maybe the classiest establishment in the world, but you know what? Like, we're just we're just some guys in our mid twenties trying to have some fun. And it doesn't always have to be sexual. No. All right. But that's all I got to say. All right. Um, did y'all, you said Last Chance U. Did you hear that the QB coach from Last Chance U from Independence is now the FAU QB coach? Really? No, I yeah. did not see that. Good for him. They got the guy that they got the same guy that got chewed out by the coach in Last Chance U. Yeah. Is by Jason really? Brown, whatever his name was. Is he really? Yeah. That's... I don't know if he's a QB. I think he's a QB coach. He, he's definitely a coach in, at FAU, but I don't know what he is. Oh, does. are you talking so about the to... one from EMCC or the one from Independence? Independence. Independence. Oh, okay, yeah, are you yeah. really saying the guy from Independence? The guy who was like – he was living in a – yeah, go ahead, dorm. Yeah. yeah, he was living exactly. in a dorm, but I, I just remember that episode specifically. Because he looked like he was about to cry after he got chewed out by Coach Brown. Well, he's a little guy, man. He's a little guy. He's got feelings, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we're dudes. We do have feelings. I, I, that's that's Lane, what I remember for. Lane Kiffin is recruiting everybody from Last Chance U at this point, and I guess he's building up his staff for the SEC job next. SEC job. I think up. he just. I think he just wants people to talk about him. I think that's all he really cares about. Yeah. So we didn't elaborate too much on this Tennessee Auburn game. So I'll, I'll give it to you, JB. Why do you think this game's gonna be close? And even though Tennessee sucks and Auburn isn't great either, but because Auburn's offense has been struggling to find points, and with this being a 15-point game, where are these 15 points gonna come from? Because they're struggling to score, and I, and Tennessee's gonna is coming off a bye week, so they're gonna be fresh. I think in Pruitt has has always had some pretty good success against stopping the Malzahn attack. So my my opinion is that. Where are the 15 points for Auburn coming from? I granted, I think they can get to 15, but I still think Tennessee's gonna be able to score some points too. But I, I don't think Auburn's gonna be able to really score that much more than 20 points in this game, and Tennessee's gonna be able to score some points too. So I'm, I'm thinking of this from a uh, logical standpoint. 
not by who I think is going to win and all this stuff. I'm just thinking about where the points are coming from. Did you know that we we bought tickets before this season started for $130? Did you know tickets now are under $50? Way to go, JB. Yeah. It's always that risk, you know. You, you take that risk. Yeah, I'm I'm very mad at you. So I feel like you should owe us like more than just yeah. like Eva beer. I think you should go ahead and uh, pay for gas. Seventy five bucks each. My, well, I, my I, rent for I accept one. Venmo. Yeah, I accept I accept lap dances. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I actually would for um for for good for a good dancer, JB. But not. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do it for free. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> not, not so. Hold, let's let's. You can be the mediator between me and JB. Well, what's gonna happen in this game? Um, yeah, I I just don't know where the points are coming from on either side. Like, I just I think Auburn's defense is really pissed after last week allowing 350 yards on the ground. Um, I think they're gonna come out playing really hard in front of a home environment that's going to be, you know, loud. It's a great atmosphere, and uh, the fans are always really into it. So, uh, I think the defense is going to come, and they're going to play lights out. Um, but Auburn offensively, I'm just not really sure where they go. I mean, their offensive <clears throat> line has struggled. You know, we know Jeremy Pruitt is a defensive guy, and he's going to ha- he's very familiar with Auburn, so he's going to have a good game plan. And, uh, you know, Auburn really struggled offensively against – LSU and Mississippi State and Arkansas and even Southern Miss. So, you know, I don't know if this is the week they're going to be able to turn it around. But, you know, I just think in order for Auburn to cover that spread, I think they're going to have to get either a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Um, But, yeah, I expect this to be really low-scoring game. Um, I expect Auburn to win, but I don't think it's going to be very fun to watch. Do we stay for all four quarters if the game's not close? Um, I don't know. I would like to get a spot somewhere at a bar where I know I'm going to be able to watch all the 2.30 games. But I guess it's up to you guys. It's more of a JB decision, I think, than anything since you are the Tennessee fan. Uh, I mean, I'm with Holt. If the game is not competitive, unless Tennessee's winning, then <laughs> like if, Tennessee, if Tennessee's winning big, I probably would want to stay all four quarters and actually enjoy it. Because one thing I've never seen happen – is I have never witnessed Tennessee win a road game in the SEC. Every road game that I've seen Tennessee play in the SEC, they have lost. So I, I would, what games I, you been? I've seen them play in Starkville, and I've you went seen to the Ole Miss game a few years and ago. I, and, didn't I've you? Seen, and I've seen them play in, Ol- in Oxford a few times. Yeah, I have not seen Tennessee win on the road in the SEC yet. Tennessee, uh, JB, you've seen the gif of that Tennessee guy from that Tennessee Ole Miss game a few years ago, right? Yeah, I was the same. I was at that game too, and that guy was probably yeah. like maybe twenty rows in front of me. I, I remember that. Gif specifically, and I remember that exact moment when that play happened too. And I remember some some <laughs> Ole Miss girl just looked over me and was like, "Fuck you!" Like I didn't even do anything the entire game. I'm just standing there minding my own business. She just looks yeah. over me and just says, "That's Fuck the you. worst part. That's the worst part about going on the road. People are so mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I, I'm I'm a really gracious fan on the road. Like I I'm more of like a golf clapper. I'm not going to be cheering and hollering and being obnoxious. Like I'm just there, like you know." as a fan, like trying to enjoy watching my team play on the road and enjoying another and enjoying another stadium's atmosphere. Uh, like I, I, I mind my own business. I know it's the worst. I hate that. That's what I hate about going like when your team is playing on the road somewhere and like people just want to like 
get all up in your face about stuff. Like that happened to me at the Georgia Mississippi State game last year, and it's just like, and it, like I went to an Alabama Mississippi State game at Alabama one year, and God, it's just like, man, can you just like leave me alone? Like Jesus. Well, see, these like, are more. Like to, to, yeah, and most of these. Just fans, here to watch a football game. Exactly, and most of these fans that do that are not really good representatives of that fan base. These are the trailer park fans, the ones that call into Feinbaum and listen to Feinbaum. These are the ones that are, you know, T-shirt fans, too, don't really have any kind of associations with the school. Well, but, I mean, of course, we have a lot of fans like that. But it's just like if you don't have an association with the school, don't make the school look bad is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, be be, be gracious are. host is all I'm saying. Exactly. Like, we're, we're in the South. We're known for Southern hospitality. Show it. It sounded like you said, be gracious, host. <laughs> but just host, host, I guess, is what you're saying. Other non-conference games around the country. Obviously, the Memphis Central Florida game, where there's going to be 100 points scored total. Um, Washington, Oregon is going to be a good one, I guess. You know, and then, um, by the way, Pac-12 has three ranked teams. Big 12 has three ranked teams. Also, the American Athletic Conference has three ranked teams. Watch out for that power six, y'all. We're coming for it. But we'd also like to get another conference, so that's good, too. Um, other games, Michigan-Nebraska, which is the game day game. Not Michigan, <laughs> Michigan-Wisconsin. That that W looks like a red N, you know, sometimes. It does. I mean, Nebraska-Wisconsin do have the same shade of red, too. Michigan-Wisconsin at Michigan, 7.30 night game. Um, be a good game. This is the game day game, and I would think if CBS didn't have the CBS or CBS didn't have the top SEC game, then this the Georgia LSU would be the C, uh, college game day game. But unfortunately, ESPN is trying to make more money off their own shows than CBS, so I can understand why this would be at Michigan instead of at LSU. Well, I think if LSU had won last week, they wouldn't have really had a choice. Yeah, they, they would, would have had to have gone yeah. to Baton Rouge. But since LSU lost last week. They they basically were like, well, now we don't have – even though it's still the best game, they're like, well, we're going to yeah. go to Michigan because we want to hype up, you know, this stupid Big Ten game that no one really cares about. Even, care even, about though, even though Wisconsin lost to freaking BYU and Michigan lost to Notre Dame, which isn't that bad of a loss, but I mean – It doesn't still, look like a bad loss for Michigan now. now we're like, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad loss. loss. I'm just saying, like, they both already yeah. have a loss versus yeah. well, an undefeated like, number two in the country going on the road to a yeah. top 15 team. And LSU crapping the bed last week is why game day is not in Baton Rouge this week. Because if LSU wins, they're still in the top five. Georgia's in the top five. We got a top five matchup in Baton Rouge. Game day could not would not be able to pass that up. They can pass it up now because LSU is now ranked number thirteen on paper. This Michigan, this Michigan, uh, Wisconsin game <laughs> is about the same caliber as the Georgia LSU game. JB, can I ask you a question real quick? What's that? Are you trying to get to Auburn early so that you can start swiping right on Tinder? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, continue what you're saying. Oh, I didn't think about that edge. That's, that's a good point. But That literally know. just popped in my yeah. head, and I think that that may be why JB secretly wants to get there so early. No. Hey, we should, we should stay for the night games now, Holt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it, and I think we should stay for uh... – <laughs> you won't get caught up in traffic on Auburn traffic. Let's uh, let's get a let's get a hotel room. <laughs> Good lord, the miles JB will go for Tinder to work successfully is unbelievable sometimes. But that is why you are the Tinder king. 
<laughs> you broke him again. <laughs> I think hey, it's whole it's whole that broke me there. <laughs> God damn it. We gotta hit the restart button on JB. <laughs> Will not stop laughing. What now? <laughs> gotta look up the manual. And- Damn it, <laughs> JB, are you are you a believer in this Michigan team? I still am a believer. Yeah, I, I'm. I think this Michigan team, if they beat Wisconsin, will probably run the table all the way to when they play Ohio State uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. This is a pivotal game for Michigan. If they win this one, I think they're going to have one loss going into that game against Ohio State, and that game will probably be will have you know playoff implications. So yeah, this game is huge for Michigan. It's also huge for Wisconsin. But, Mi- but Michigan, I think, will run the table if they win against Wisconsin. You say they're going to be Penn State also? Yes. So I think I think the Big Ten, I don't think they're better than the SEC, but um, they are putting up a lot of noise, and I think they're in good, in good position because all their their top teams look really good. I still think Michigan looks pretty good. I think Penn State looks good against Ohio State. And I think Ohio State obviously looks really good. So I think their top three teams look really, really good relative to, I guess, SEC – we have Georgia and Alabama, and after that, you're still trying to find that third team that's really like a true top ten team, which we haven't found yet. Maybe it'll be Tennessee on Saturday, JB. Yeah, maybe so. Not counting on it. But uh, let's let's run through run through the games, the pick'em games, real quick, and we'll we'll call it a night. So let's start with the SEC games, and I'm only going to do the games where I think is going to be. No, Alex, let's do, let's do the non-conference games first. I want to save the SEC for last because the and SEC is the uh, best. Yeah, I was going to say let's just update the people real quick. I just want to remind everyone that JB still has a one-game lead on me, thanks to uh, what game was it that I lost? Oh, freaking yeah. LSU going on the road and losing to Florida. But and I did get Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah, did get Texas A&M or Kentucky right, so I will take credit for that one. But uh, freaking Ed Orgeron. Yeah, and I will take credit for Florida beating LSU. So we yeah, both we both call, we both called those two. One of us called each of those, but we yeah. split it. All right. All right, non-conference games. Y'all can shut up right now because I'm about to talk. <laughs> Washington at Oregon. Holtz. Uh, I'm going to go with Oregon in this game. Um, they should have they should have beat Stanford. They're coming off a of bye week. Washington has really not looked all that great. Jake Browning um, has just not gotten – he's gotten worse, like, over the course of his career. Uh, the only thing that concerns me about uh, – Washington in this game is I just think Chris Pearson is a really good coach. I have a lot of respect for him. But uh, this is the same team that lost to freaking Auburn. So, I mean, come on. And I go with Oregon. J- Justin Herbert. JB. You done hold? The new Drew Lock. You done hold? He's awesome. First round pick. Not so Herbert. fast, J- my friend. Herbert Friesen. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go with Washington here. Go Huskies. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Washington either, so break y'all's little tiebreaker quarrel. Um, next big game, Wisconsin at Michigan. JB. Michigan, go blue. Hold. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Wisconsin. I'm not – or I'm going to go with Michigan, rather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Nebraska here. Uh. <laughs> no orange. No, I'm going. I'm going with Michigan. I'm not. Uh, I think Wisconsin's kind of fake. I don't think they're actually a good team. I think it's kind of a myth. So I'm going with them with uh, Michigan. Central Florida at Memphis. Be careful how you answer this one. Hope. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. 
uh, closer than people expect. But uh, I'm going to have to go with UCF here. Memphis has already lost to Tulane pretty badly, and they lost to Navy as well. So uh, I'm, I don't put it past Mike Norvell to to have something special for this game and maybe pull off the upset, but I think I'm going to have to go with UCF in a close game. Answer this for me, Alex. Uh, did, was Memphis off last week? Oh, no, no. Memphis? No, 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 they weren't. They played Tulane. Is that right? No, no, no. No. They played UConn. That's right. Yeah, All right. Well, I, you I, mean, I, got, I mixed Jackie. up. I mixed up. <laughs> Let me ask you a question and talk over you while you try to answer it. <laughs> That's JV for you. I'm JV. I'm I'm just unique, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> with all that being asked and said, I'm going with UCF. Uh, I just, I mean, I, my heart is my heart is rooting for Memphis because I want UCF to finally lose a game, but my brain is telling me UCF. So yeah, UCF Knights. I'm gonna pick Memphis. No, no surprise there. But um, they they need to win a big one. They lost to Tulane and Navy, both teams they should have beat. Um, but they're they're due for a big win, and Central Florida's due for a loss. Although if Memphis does lose, I do hope Central Florida runs the table because I would like to see them in the playoff, even if they get even if they lose by 100 to Alabama or whoever. Um, that I would ain't like happening, to... Alex. If they run the table, they're still not going to the playoff. Well, JB, there are three ranked teams in the American Athletic Conference. Central Florida will play South Florida, and they'll play. They could play Cincinnati as a ranked team in the championship game. So it could potentially happen if you have two lost Power Five team that's in the four spot. Maybe, but I, I'm not counting on it. All right. Well, you can go suck a Power Five dick. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So SEC games. You want to pick all these? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Florida, Vanderbilt, JB. Florida. Holt. Florida. Tennessee, Auburn, JB. Auburn. 20 to 9. Okay. Holt. Auburn. 23 to 5. <laughs> I think I'll score five points, Holt. They're going to get a safety and a field goal, Alex. It's the only way you can score five points. I mean, I guess so, but like, dang, they're going to get safety against this. All right. We'll see. And then uh, we'll see how that's going to work out. Uh, Georgia, LSU, Holt. Uh, I got to go Georgia. Georgia big. JB? Georgia. I, I'm going to say LSU's going to win this one. Not to be different, but because it's out of Baton Rouge. And LSU needs to make up for that game against um, Florida. Texas A&M at South Carolina, Holt. A&M, they're going to go on the road. Trevion Williams, Kelamon. Should be a really good game. But I think Texas A&M is going to pull it out because Jimbo Fisher's hmm. a better coach than Will Muschamp. And go run the ball, as Alabama fans like to say. JB? I'm going with Texas A&M. Gig them. All right. Same, 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 same. Missouri at Alabama. Uh, JB? Alabama. Huge. Holt. Alabama. Not as much. Not Well, yeah, they're going to win by 350 points. 350, Holt says. Ole Miss at Arkansas. JB? Ole Miss. Uh, oh. Man, I just – I really, really, really want to pick Arkansas, but I just can't because they're like one in five and they lost to North Texas. So, I got to <laughs> go with Ole Miss. Damn it, Holt. Y'all our did... picks for the SEC yeah. are all the same. I would say y'all didn't, y'all didn't differentiate yourselves. But y'all did non-conference. So if you want to count those, you can do those. Yeah, so. our non-conference, uh, we have what? One game. Wait, the only game that's different is Washington and, and Oregon. Oregon, yeah. yeah so. so, that's Holt's chance to get around point... on me. 
I thought that's one way to keep keep the um, keep the lead. JB is just get guess everything the hold does. I really could if I just wanted to keep the lead. I would just pick everything else the same as hold. But I'm not playing. That's why. I'm not playing. That's why. That's why we make our picks before the show, JB. See, that's why I, I, you know, I play to win the game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna care what Holt does unless we get to the last week and I'm up a game. Then yes, I probably will try to pick the same game as Holt. Well, it's time for y'all to shut the fuck up now, and time to go. I appreciate all of y'all listening, even for the Arkansas fans that think JB's a big loser for shitting on their game, but. Um, Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to us on Twitter, Instagram, and iTunes, and everywhere else the podcasts are found at SEC Slow Smoke. Peace.